That's right. Welcome, everyone, to the best damn podcast in all of the known land. It is the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Jose. I'm Brian. Hey, we got we got Corbin Pretty filling in. <laughs> we got Corbin filling in for us tonight, guys, because Kyle <clears throat> has finally decided to join the brigade of Kyle's at Area Fifty One to start planning their attack. <laughs> so he's getting all fueled up on Monster and punching the shit out of some drywall, and he's getting ready to go to attack Area Fifty One. So he couldn't be here tonight. So we brought in, I think, the perfect replacement for someone like Kyle and Corbin. How's it going, Corbin? <laughs> Hey, it's going good. I'm I'm happy to be on as always, talking comics and you know shooting the crap with y'all. It's, it's fun, and I look forward to coming on. So thanks for having me again. Shooting the crap. I don't you know. know I try to my cursing. I don't know. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you've ever shot the crap on this show before. Have we ever shot I, the I, crap, Jose? Uh, a couple times. A couple times. <laughs> uh, this is just further proof that nobody can replace Kyle. I was just. You know, doing the best I can. Maybe, you know, most people say shit, but I'm a special kind of... Well, I just said Well, you just so. said it. Thank you. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, okay. I, I, Matt, Matt did mention where Kyle is at, and uh, we, we did send them with uh, a bunch of episodes of Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell to get ready for the uh, attack. And um, I think that uh, Kyle will be um, ex- excellently, excellently equipped for this uh, Area 51 attack. Oh yeah, he's got to get that that drywall punching on ready. Got to punch all that drywall. If, if Kyle's listening, the important thing is to keep the plane in the pipeline. That's right. So you got to keep it in the pipeline. You got to keep those no Naruto runners under control. <laughs> I just like picture him in like a uh, a dune buggy, just like coming over like a dune, and just like like devil fingers out with a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah. He just got the like, He's got one of those monster hat mm. hats on or those like cup hats that you put the two beers in and they get the yeah. straw. And he's giving the devil horns and he just rides <laughs> over the dunes on his monster dune buggy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, I love Kyle. No Kyle, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> no <laughs> Kyle. I'm out. I, I told you, Corbin, if you wanted to fill in for Kyle, you had to come with your big glass of whiskey and like you had to get belligerently drunk by the end of the show. And like, I, I know. It's big shoes to fill. I couldn't do it. I'm barely holding down my drink. I forgot what I ordered. You're over here drinking a chocolate, what looks like a chocolate milkshake. Severely disappointing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Next time I'll, I'll get some uh, some drink from Kyle to, to um, replicate. Yeah. There might be some Kahlua in there. Mm. We don't. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's always good. You can drink Kahlua at any time. We don't know. <laughs> Milkshake and your coffee. We don't know. Your water in there. <laughs> so... Uh, so um, <clears throat> I guess we can start tonight's show off by uh, talking a little bit about Last weekend's events, San Diego Comic-Con, um, and kind of what came out of that. Do you want to do you want to get into Comic-Con first, Brian, or do you want to do the comic book topic of the week first? Uh, I, I say we um, we start with comic top of, topic of the week, and um, after that, uh, yeah, then we can get into it. I, I, right. I picked a good comic topic of the week, um, and, you know... <sighs> You don't. When you hear about this happening, you just kind of 
shake your head and think like, who could do something that stupid? But uh, I, I've, I've Let heard me a couple. Introduce people, you to Corbin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've heard a couple of people have had this problem recently, and that is uh, proper storage of your comic collection. Oh my God! Wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm tuning into this. So let's hear it. <laughs> After so we've, my collection, I'm ready. Yeah, we've kind of hit on this before, and uh, we 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 got to throw you know we're throwing a little shade at Corbin, but you know we we feel sorry for him. So. Um, we we hate to talk about it when it happens. It's like a you know dead army man type thing um, when somebody has this happen. But he recently had a uh, you lost your collection to a water heater burst. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, I don't really remember. The, like I wasn't there for when it happened, but I had all my books kind of stacked along the along the wall. I kind of had the back part of um, the house. I'm basically not going to go to a living situation, but basically I have the back part of the house and um, I have my books had a whole, you know, my trade paperbacks in one box um, and it was mostly plastic, which is fine, but they weren't especially tall, which is why, you know, when the ensuing damage happened, everything was destroyed. And then I had my um, comics, you know, sorted out by character in other boxes, kind of along the same wall, the same format. Um, only problem was I wasn't the biggest believer of bagging and boarding. Oh, Oops. Yeah, which is to say that I had a big you long box. Savage, that like, you savage! I, I see that now. I see that now. Part <laughs> of it was just that in my head I was like, "I'm a reader. I don't need to bag and I'm just gonna pick them up and read them, and you know, I handle them delicately enough, and whatever, and what have you." And then another reason was I just didn't want to bag and board every single one, um, and that was just a lazy route. But I paid for it because not a thing survived except um, for a signed copy of Batman Gotham by Gaslight, and. Um, another um, uh, ElfQuest book that I had signed and put basically separately um, by my bookshelf. Well, so, we can yeah. get into two, two little things here. Uh, one of them being um, <laughs> not bagging and boarding your books. Uh, some people have, you know, different views on this, but I will say one of the most important reasons to bag and board your books is because when you keep your books in a long box, not bagged and boarded, they'll fold. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll get, the damage to them just because of how they want to naturally rest. Um, so you're going to, even no matter how delicate you think you are with your comics, you throw them in a long box and they're not supported by a bag and a board, they're going to get damaged. And we all have been through long boxes. You know, you go through like a collection at a store and like they picked up some collection. There's just books after books, not bagged and boarded and they're just destroyed. Um, so I will say there's a lot of people, and I understand, if you're a reader and you don't care about condition at all, yeah, more power to you. You do what you want with your collections. But if you do care about condition and, and if you want, you know, to for that comic book to last, throw it in a bag and a board, get it supported, um, and most importantly, if you're worried about flooding. But here's the thing about flooding. Mm -hmm. uh, the most important thing you can do with your comic boxes are keep them off the ground. Uh, yeah. Now we're, oh man. And, and and I feel your pain. You know, I gave you a little shit in the beginning, but I've had this happen too. I kept my when I moved uh, out of my uh, first house that I was in out of, out of my parents' house. I when I moved into that house, I put all my comics into storage, and they were probably in there for ten years or so. And I had a full run of uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, just beautiful, and. Oh. When I put the comics in the storage unit, those comic boxes were on the bottom, and they I didn't put them on, you know, what people usually do is they'll get like a, 
a two by four or, or, or some plywood and put that on top of some cinder blocks um, and then put it in a storage unit. And I wish I would have done that because a flood happened and those bottom, it was only the bottom boxes, but those, all those got basically ruined, even with the bags and boards, they were ruined. So um, it's always good to have your books up high or, you know, put in a closet if you can. That, that way you don't, you're not going to get if a flood happens, especially in a basement and your sump pump goes out or something happens. Um, mm. You have a little bit of chance of getting your comics and not destroyed. Um, then we can get into uh, a little bit about uh, what you guys keep your comics in. You know, we talk about short boxes, long boxes, but I just wanted to start a little bit, giving Corbin a little, little crap and uh, <laughs> let him tell his story. But um, how do you guys, how do you guys keep your comics? Uh, we know how Corbin keeps them. Where do you guys keep your comics, uh, Jose and Matt? Oh man. I keep mine in a, in a closet, a spare closet, um, in long box, long and short boxes. Jose? Long boxes, bag and boarded. If they're special, then I put in mylar. Okay, but where where are your long boxes? Um, I have. I think they're all. Yeah, they're all in the closet. You what almost said the one, the one behind you, or is that the the dungeon closet? No, it's behind me. Okay, you, cool. You I just a, wanted to find out for when I go rob your house. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had an issue like that too, Jose, when you had a pipe burst in your house and your your comic collection almost got flooded. Actually, one box got water in it, but. Since I put bags and boards, I have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some new cool boxes that are out uh, that BCW makes. They're those plastic boxes with those lids that fold in that basically keep it nice and tight. Not airtight, but it's harder for water and stuff to get <clears> in them. Um, so if, if you're able to get those and, and it's something that you would like, they also have really nice boxes, the same type of boxes for graded books. Um and I'm actually looking at getting some of those for some graded books uh, just to be a little bit extra safe. But I do this. I, you guys see, you know, comic boxes behind me. I'll, I'll play, you know, on that edge sometimes and I'll have comic boxes behind me. But my personal collection, my grail stuff, man, it's, it's in an area where I'm not going to have to worry about anything but a fire. Um, and what we, what we should talk about towards, you know, a little bit about this is insurance and stuff like that and i would be very interested into um we'll probably do a little bit of research into that because that's something that i would like to look into um about insuring our collections because some of us you know you have a fire you lose this stuff and no insurance company is going to pay for it um so that's something that we'll look into in the future but we just kind of wanted uh, to talk about, you know, what happened to Corbin and ways to stop that. Uh, you guys got anything else? So Michael says in the chat, bagged and boarded in short boxes in the closet. Key issues, I have designated drawers in my nightstand for them. That's a good one, too. And then you have uh, Chad who says, I want to invent a wrap like shrink wrap for file boxes. So that, that wouldn't be a bad idea, too, if you never really wanted to get in there, if you just wanted to keep a collection sealed. But what a lot of people do that I see is, What's the now? What would you recommend the difference between like? I see a lot of people um, storing their books in like custom made wood short boxes or uh -huh. like filing cabinets. I've, I know a couple of people that have like filing cabinets that just have pull out drawers and they they have their comics um, arranged some, that way. There's some filing cabinets that I really like to be able to do that with, and those are the ones that 
where the drawer doesn't pull out long. It's a long drawer that pulls out and you can put the book sideways in it instead of long ways like this. Mm -hmm. Those are really cool because you can put like short stacks of books across the whole thing and they, they line up perfectly in there. Um, I don't like the long file cabinets with the long drawers that pull out just because, you know, it's leverage and it just doesn't work. What you did talk about, though, is a lot of people are doing these custom you know, wood-built, uh, same type of filing cabinets type things where they're on rollers and they have acrylic fronts and you could put nice boards on the front and then you could, I mean, there's some really cool stuff. You could get down rabbit hole, holes on Pinterest and Instagram about, man, you know, comic caves and stuff like that. And there's some guys out there doing some really cool stuff. Um, and if you can get into that custom building stuff, there's some cool stuff to do. So, um, yeah. That's that's cool. That's very cool. So, uh, and then you got Kyle from Area Fifty One that says, uh, "I don't store my comics. I just throw them away when I'm done." <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Only oh, when yeah. he wants to grade them. Yeah. Uh, so Chad says, yeah. "I use a file drawer, file box style. The shrink wrap would work for the outer of the box, and then another for the inner sleeves files. Shrink wrapped." access and waterproofing with bagged board. There you go. So I guess yeah. I guess the the main takeaway from that Corbin just to help yes. you out is for <laughs> for future reference. Let's let's make sure you're not a heathen and just bagging board those comics, all right? Did you learn nothing? Uh, yeah. If you learn nothing else from Brody Bruce and Mallrats, you learn that you keep your comic books bags and boarded. Right. I, I, you're right. I should have learned that. And guess what? I've st started picking my collection back. Started last weekend with uh, you and Kyle Matt, and uh, everything is bagging board so far. Okay, so yeah, we're doing good so far. Keep them bagging boarded. I wish I'd gotten Brian's uh, message about a week and a half. Well, actually, two and a half weeks ago. And I, I know, man, it's it's rough. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. We all know. We all know that thing. So, yeah. but um, one thing that uh, would be interested in in, in knowing is. Um, how many books did you have? Uh, like just regular non-trade trade books? Do you know? I last I, I kept um uh basically like a spreadsheet. It had six hundred and twenty. Oh man, that's heartbreaking, bro. And like it, it just it was dumb. I mean, a lot of them were. I picked, I have a my local comic dealer um has a whole bunch of like fifty centers, like older issues that aren't you know that aren't really valuable, but they're good stories. And like I said, yeah. I like to see them. So a lot of stuff from the eighties. I was really getting stuff from the nineties. Um, a lot of Justice International. Um, basically two old sets of the Marvel um official handbook, things like that that I really enjoyed. But I had full sets and I had runs and everything separate, which makes it even probably more stupid that I didn't bag and board them. But you gotta understand, most of them already collected, and I was like, I really don't have to go into all of this and. It's dumb. I pay the ultimate price and went like the closet with everything was wrecked. Fortunately, most of those clothing, but then the second half, that whole left side right next to the heater, stupidly was all of my books. And I don't know why I didn't think that that would happen, but yeah, 620 by last count. That's not including all of the trades and ones that I bought that I hadn't updated. Um, so, and that's well, including yeah. everything you just bought from Phoenix Comic Con, too, right? Yes, that was especially annoying. Yes, I had a Frank Miller, um, um, RoboCop, Omnibus, I was really big on. I picked up several different uh, singles, um, like loose issues, um, Power Ranger stuff, all, everything, that entire haul. My Venom Omnibus, over $700 in merchandise. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, that's good about having such large collections and running into really cheap stuff is 
um, we can give stuff away. So you uh, do us a favor and uh, shoot us over some of the stuff that you lost. And uh, any of us have anything that we could shoot your way, we'll definitely do so. Oh, man, y'all are awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll put it out to the listeners too. Guys, um, this is what this community is all about, is helping people when they lose their collection. So if you guys have doubles of anything or you know anything that you, you don't want anymore or that you're willing to part with, Hit us up and we'll get you in contact with Corbin and let's see if we can get some of this stuff replaced for the dude because that that is shitty when that happens. So, yeah. I appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and we've all been helped pretty. Uh, we've all been helped mightily by this community at times um, over the years, so it's time to pay it back. So um, we wanted to give you some shit, but uh, we also wanted to brighten your day and hopefully get some of that stuff replaced. So we'll see what we can do. No, um, and. I know that uh, you've seen some of the craziness behind me uh, over the the shows in the past, and we'll have to get you over here one of these days and uh, let you go through some stuff and and pick some stuff out. So uh, appreciate it, brothers. Thank you guys. Wow. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, comics. I mean, for future reference, though, that Walmart sells these awesome things (laughs) called bookshelves that you can buy and you can hang them on your wall too. And you know, when you have those omnibus, you can put them on bookshelves. The funny thing is, I need, I have, I have so many books. Like comics is like a big part of my life, but I had like, I do an NBA podcast on the side, so I have a bunch of basketball books and a bunch of other stuff. I need, you're right. I need to, I need to get more bookshelves. Maybe invest in more of them. Well, <laughs> I, I definitely, uh, we've already got a, a listener that's down to help out. Big shout out to Chuck. Um, you know, Chuck said he'll he'll help out. So he's uh, Chuck's got a pretty amazing collection on his hands uh, that he's put together and. Um, he'll be able to help you out with some stuff too, I imagine. So uh, we'll 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 get that started, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to. Yeah, we'll have to that. we'll have to get you out on the west side and and hook you up. I'll have to come on <laughs> for sure. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, if you want free shit, you got to come all the way out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel it. So I'm gonna have to get you some bags and boards. <laughs> I think we have some of those too. I imagine that uh, we have some of those. So, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's uh, that's the the comic uh, topic of the week: storage. Um, we just wanted to do a little quick hit on that, uh, just because we were lucky enough to have Corbin on tonight and give him a little shit and help him out. But uh, so yeah, that's the comic topic of the week. Uh, make sure you sh- you're storing your books in a safe place, a place where uh, you don't have to worry about craziness happening. <laughs> Do it. Or you can just be yeah. like Kyle and just throw them, throw them away. Yeah, like I've I've walked over Kyle's house and literally seen brand new slabs just chilling next to the toilet in the trash. Man, kind of great. <laughs> so nine point sixes, wow. right? Nine point sixes, yeah. Signed, but uh, yeah. But before we move on, real quick, uh, I just want to hit up hit hit, hit <clears throat> this topic one more time. Um, we've been talking about the Absolute Geek Box giveaway and stuff like that, and. Um, for, for, for a lot of uh, uh, the last couple of shows, we've been talking pretty heavily about it. We're not going to get too heavy into it, but we just want to remind you guys that please enter that contest, go out there and, and show, uh, you know, that you're subscribing and, or you're sharing one of our, you know, uh, posts or share our, our page on, on Twitter or Facebook or, you know, Instagram, and then hashtag it with AGP. Yeah. AGP. AGP. 300 oh no yeah it was agp 200 no 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 it's agp box oh is it agp box yeah. now yeah 
Yeah, because the AGP 200 is for the... That's what happens when you're not here a week. Shit gets <laughs> yeah. changed. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. So, just, you know, you guys you guys <clears throat> definitely uh, do that for us. Uh, we want to thank you guys out there that have been doing it. Um, I, I've noticed an influx in subscribers over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, we appreciate that, guys. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's get into San Diego, man. I mean, we, we had, you know, one of our illustrious crew members there, uh, at the event. Um, how was it, man? Was it crazier than it was little years before? Uh, man, San Diego is a monster. Um, guys keep on the lookout. I have a video coming out. I've been working on editing up. If you want to know what it's like, uh, to go to San Diego comic con without actually going, it's a, it's a video I took of me walking around the vendor hall and you get just to see the craziness of, of all the people and the nuts to butts and just how hard it is to walk around that convention. And it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we've talked about this m many times, but we'll get into it again that San Diego has just become the ultimate monster. Um, and that's in many different ways, you know, with the amount of people that are going, uh, the amount of the percentage of comics to every other crazy thing, movies and other non-comic stuff has just, I mean, comics is such a little part of it now. Um, and it's, it's pure hysteria nowadays. Uh, when I was going back in the late nineties and early two thousands, you were able to walk around pretty freely. You didn't have to turn sideways to get down aisles and stuff. And, um, you were able to go through uh, bins and fifty cent and quarter books and and just just search all day and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I would go to San Diego and I'd come home with four or five long boxes of stuff. So nowadays it just seems like everybody's uh, you're running to get places and if you're not running to get places, you're like Matt was saying, you're nuts to butts and it's just. Uh, it's just pure craziness. Um, and I don't know if that's because of Hollywood getting involved, but that's what I think it is. I think Hollywood has kind of taken it over and turned it into, you know, it's comics version of Hollywood. So, well, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, this year in years past, the San Diego is the one convention that does a fantastic <laughs> job of, of keeping the balance of Hollywood and in, in a comic industry, right. Kind of, kind of even, because, like, they had tons of comic vendors there, and you could find anything you were looking for. You could find, like, the hardest stuff, find stuff is always there. Like, San Diego is the big show. Next to, next to New York Comic Con, it's, you know, those are the two biggest shows of the year. So they do a good job of keeping it pretty much split between media and, and comic-based stuff. So I have to give them out to that. Like, a lot of these other conventions are going straight more focused towards where the money's at towards the Hollywood stars where that presence is still huge at San Diego, but the, the comic presence is still very much alive and well there too. But I have to agree, Brian, I think, I think the, the boom of the industry and comic book movies and TV shows and, and all that, and wanting to hear the next, the big new announcements have really driven the attendance to, to San Diego, like leaps and bounds. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever been, Corbin? I have not. And I, I really want to go, but like it, it's one of those things that seem like I don't want to say a pipe dream, but it's just so massive inside scope. You guys have already been talking about it. It's like the planning that has to go into it. I mean, I, like if I plan right now, maybe I have a chance next year. And, and that's still due to like 
I would have to find the avenues to it as far as like just hey getting on time going as far as like applying and everything it's one of those great big dreams that I hopefully would like to do like bucket list type thing I think when they started that whole lottery system and um, well what ruined it for me is the last year I went um, uh, they they decided to let everybody who was there put uh, get their tickets for next year if they want to go and they they messed up because so many people bought them that they didn't have enough tickets to sell the people and uh, I remember I didn't buy any that year because I was just so disgusted with it and then of course like in most of us that have gone you know multiple years when that show starts getting talked about you get those juices get going and you're like oh man I'd love to go and I remember trying to get a ticket that that one year and tickets. That was the first year that I remember tickets just being outrageous, you know, getting up to the $200, $180 a day type thing. Um, and that was nuts to me. I remember when San Diego was 100 bucks for, you know, all uh, before. The, they didn't even have like the, the five days back then. You just had matter of fact, they didn't even have preview night, if I remember correctly, back then. It was just Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And wow. uh, yeah, so it's it's a mind fuck the way that they do that lottery system nowadays. And of course they only can give so many people because you've got the fire code and all that stuff. And yep. you know, it's crazy. It I just do. makes it really hard. I would say aside from like, I guess being, you know, affiliated with the company or a group that can maybe get you credentials or something mm-hmm. or being. No, yeah. well, it's not, it's not just that it's just, if you know people that went this year and, you know, if you team up with people and do to enter the, the, um, cues and stuff. So you're all trying to, at the same time, it, it's a lot easier to get in. And usually we, we have people that can get in and like Jose would get in every year and, and, and pre-reg because he would, went the year before, you know? So it's, it's, it's a beast to get into, but once you get into, or if you get into a group of people, that mm-hmm. tries to enter it all at the same time, you you your odds increase tremendously. Okay. So never say never. It's it's something I say that all comic book fans, like if you're a huge hardcore comic book fan and you love going to conventions, I say you have to experience it at least once. It's definitely a beast to experience. Mm-hmm. But after after a few hours, I was definitely like, all right, I'm ready to go home. And and Jose's yeah, always cool. been the the one that's preached the you go he only goes one day he does everything he needs to do in one day and mm-hmm. i it, it's hard it's hard to do everything you want to do in one day like you it's have fun. to it is fun all done. it is fun wow. but it's a lot of running around okay i get that but um did you buy anything over there i i just I'm thinking what jose i think it's worth it Jose, your keyboard's so loud, dude. I know, bro. Mute, mute yourself. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, that's kind of. I agree. It's it's definitely something to go to, but I, I just, I don't know if I could do the one day thing. I'd be, I'd get there and be like, I got nothing done. I gotta stay. I could tell you I, from experience of doing conventions with you, like walking in the door and seeing all these comic books and like the art and, and the back issues people bring you, you would, you would need all five days or four days. Cause you would spend six to seven hours at one stand just yeah. going through stuff. Yeah. And, and that, I love that. I love, especially like uh, those big cons because a lot of those guys will put 
stuff away that they want to bring to San Diego or they'll go balls to the wall and go get collections. And sometimes you'll run into that stuff that's crazy. But the problem with comics really taking a back seat at comic conventions nowadays is the prices on these books. Some of these vendors are selling for, for just outrageous prices. And I couldn't, if they're outrageous at Phoenix comic fan fusion, I couldn't imagine what they're like at San Diego nowadays. Did did you see the prices on some of the normal, like, like say an Amazing Spider-Man three hundred or like just like the benchmark books, what they were going for? Did you look at any of that stuff? I mean, none of them were too too crazy overpriced. Like it was about standard. A lot of people were keeping to eBay prices from what I saw. What you know, it was crazy is like CGC had like a gallery almost set up of just like uh, graded books. So like. I'll have it in my video. Like you could see, like they had the Fantastic Four number one. Like they had all these crazy books, like a uh, Amazing Fantasy fifteen. They had all this crazy stuff graded and on display that you could purchase if you had the kind of cash. But that's you're you're absolutely right. A lot of people just throw stuff in away, and they're like, all right, well we're gonna we're gonna save this for for a different convention or for San Diego. I remember uh, the first year I went to San Diego and it was either, I think it was Heritage. It was either Heritage or it was one of the East Coast, really big East Coast dealers. And you walk in and they had a, a big, huge, like a U-shaped glass case. And there was probably five copies of Action Comics number one, five copies of Detective 27, 10 copies of Amazing Fantasy 15. And I remember just taking pictures of this stuff going, I'm never going to see something like this, this amount of books these huge keys in one area again it was and you're right matt that seeing that stuff like that close and in that good of condition is mind-blowing especially at the prices nowadays i mean back when i was back when i was going to uh san diego comic-con you could get an amazing fantasy 15 raw like a five a graded five for like 1500 to two grand you know what i mean and now those things are probably what 100 grand 50 50 to 100 grand. So I did. Uh, uh, Corbin, you're on mute, buddy. <laughs> no, dude, your mic is like cutting out. Yeah, it's your mic. So, but um, I did have a, I did have a Kyle, a Kyle CGC experience though. Oh, I was there. Yeah. What happened? So I decided that. I wanted to get Robert Kirkman to sign my Walking Dead 193 because I thought it would be cool to have the final issue of the series signed by the by Kirkman. So he was only signing he was signing Wednesday he was signing Thursday and Saturday and I was only there for Friday. So I was like he was doing a private signing or signature series signing with them. So I was like all right I'll pay for that. I got an email that says hey to save time fill out your paperwork online print it off and bring it in that way all you have to do is pay your money for the the signature drop the book off and away you go so that's what i did and i get there and the woman's like what are you here for i was like i'm dropping off my my book to get signed by kirkman i already got the paperwork and stuff i just need to pay and drop it off you can't do that you have to fill out the paperwork here i was like well i got this email here that says that well that email's wrong you can't do that and she literally reached in my bag and board looked at the paperwork and tore it up in front of me She's like, you need. She was like, she's like, you need to fill it out here. And I was like, all right. So, and I was like, all right, cool. So I went to the kiosk, and she's like, all right. Well, 
we'll text you in about 30 minutes to an hour when when it's your turn to to come up here and i was like whatever dude dedication right so i get the text message about an hour later and i will go back up there and i'm like all right i'm here for the kirkman signature series and she's like, all right, well, you can wait in line behind this other gentleman, and then we'll get to you. That dude took 45 minutes going through about five different books, like, inspecting them, just trying to decide if he wanted to get them graded. So finally get up there. I fill out the paperwork, and uh, she she picks up my book. She takes it out of – she's like, it needs to be windowed. I was like, it's already windowed. It's taped up. It's good. She takes my book out of the bag and board to look at it, and she drops it on the ground. On the corner, oh the back God. corner, and it splits the back corner. And I was like, um, what? I was like, you just dropped my fucking book. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? And she's like, oh, no, it'll press out. I was like, that what? book isn't pressing. If that's not pressing out, you just dropped my book. What the fuck are you going to do about it? I was like, you need to walk your ass over to the image booth and buy me a new book right now. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll press out. I was like, it's not going to fucking press out. And, and so she's like, well, well I'll, I'll give you a free pressing and I'll also give you a free custom label. What custom label do you want? So I got to choose a free custom label. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I, but she didn't replace the book? I, I don't know. I won't know until I get it back. If you get that book back and it fucking got a split in the corner, I would flip the fuck out. Well, that's we'll what I said. I go, send it to fucking them. I was like, I took pictures of this book, so I know how I handed it to you. It wasn't split. You just dropped it. I was like, you split my book. So now it just went from probably a 9.8 to like a 9.0, if that. I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I was like, what kind of shit show are you running here? And she's like, oh, don't worry. We'll t it'll, be, it'll press out. It'll, it's, it's fine. It'll be taken care of. I was like, whatever. And so like finally I got through it. And, and I was like, I want the fast pass. And she's like, all right. And I had to go to try to get into some press stuff. So I walked off and I came back. And um, I came back and I looked at my paperwork and she didn't mark the, the, the fast pass. And I was like, so I went back to the booth and I was like, hey, you didn't mark the fast pass on this. So I want the fast pass. Oh, well, now you have to wait until uh, and, co and contact customer service to add the fast pass. I was like, all right. So I get home and I, I email customer service and they're like, oh, well, we haven't received those books yet. We can't. We can't do anything until you receive an email saying that we received them in corporate. And I was like, cool. But I did, they did take a picture of uh, Robert Kirkman in um, Tom McFarlane holding the book. And it was my book because I could tell by the way I cut out the bag and board and the way I did things that it was my book. So that's, that's cool. But I'm still, I'm still like sitting on pins and needles to see how I get that book back. I, did you mention when you wrote to, to complain, did you mention what happened, how they dropped it? Yeah, and I told them that I have pictures of how the book was sent to them. Do you have her name? So it's on my, I think it's on my paperwork. Yeah, we need to call that, call that person out, man. But, but I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. And like, they had a, I guess they took a team picture and Kyle sent it to me and he was like, so which one was it that dropped your book? And I, I pointed her out to him, so he knows. Like he's he's seen her, but it was just it dude. Like it made me never want to to go through this again. Like I'm not a guy that likes to get his books graded, and like I I know I laugh at Kyle when he goes through this stuff, but it literally makes me never want to do this again. 
Yeah, you know, I had the same problem at Phoenix. Like, that really turned me off that, you know, they didn't have a representative there just to take books. I'm sure they could have pulled anybody locally that has a CGC account through a shop and said, hey, we'll give you a free pass and pay you this much to take books. They didn't even do that, and that really pissed me off. So I, I don't blame you, Matt. I uh, I think that we need to call them out big time if that book is back to you in any condition less than a you know nine point six or nine point eight. Oh, that's I, I told her I was like you can't I was like you can't ding me on that grade. You literally just dropped my book in front of me. Yeah, and, and she's like, oh, press it out. It's not going to press out. Well, yeah, other than that, is, go ahead, Corbin. And this is for um, sorry, this is for like. Key, like keys or just regular well, Walking Dead 193 yeah Walking Dead 193 the final oh, issue of the book I know because I'm the same one still okay yeah that's jacked up wow yeah. I think having a customer like a customer service representative for things like that is is like damn near mandatory you know what I mean I don't know if you can like get away with that because you're right I mean you mentioned that as well Brian before about Phoenix in particular but in general these issues can arise and I think this is like a fairly uncommon thing I think it's important to have someone that is there on hand just specifically for those incidents yeah. to keep things moving and just a, a basis, basic customer service thing. Like, come on now. Yeah, especially at San Diego. I mean, you know that you're going to, there's going to be times where books are going to get dropped. And if you have a short staff, especially, you're going to, humans make mistakes. So uh, there should have been a customer service rep there that she could have gone, you know, Bill, I dropped this. Can you come take care of this? And he comes over and goes, we're going to replace the book. We're going to give you this, this, and this. What, what else can we do for you, you know? And that way she isn't taken away from her job. But, yeah, you're right. Um, other yeah. than uh, that craziness. Um, well, well, real quick, too. So, yeah. like, we've speculated that they, you know, we, we question how, how they treat books. And I can tell you from what I saw, like, they just were Frisbee and books on the back table. Like, they weren't, like lining them up or nothing like she literally turned around and tossed my book on the back table after we were done the transaction was done and i was like this is ridiculous so i know the booth next to her was selling a couple copies of that book so hopefully she was told to uh to go buy me you know replace my book and to make yeah. it all good but um, i hope so too i hope so for them i mean i shouldn't say that but i hope so too you know, we'll see. Why on yours? Yep. That's what I, I, I think it's going to come back shitty too. And I hate to say that, yeah, but uh, I know you guys had, you guys uh, jumped on and did a, a quick show about the, uh, the phase four craziness and stuff. Um, now that we've had a couple, you know, days to die down. Um, what are you guys, what is one movie that you guys are most excited for out of the stuff that Marvel talked about? Who wants to go first? Eternals. I mean, I can just throw out a quick offering. I think yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, I think that um, the Doctor Strange into the, the journey of the Dark Multiverse, or I forgot the exact title, but basically, yeah, that's Doctor mine Strange, too. Yeah, there, yeah, that has me. I mean, from the minute they said that it's going to be like a horror movie, like a scary movie, um, it, it that right there alone is intriguing to me to see how Marvel pulls this off. And I mean, the pairing of um, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch, and, and my belief that she could be a big part of this story from causing the actual horror element you know she didn't seem to be in the greatest place after endgame and so maybe you know depending on how wandavision goes and everything that could further dictate her mental state which could kind of possibly 
influence this movie in a certain direction along with the addition or, or the so the I, nightmare i have a little bit of a of a thought process about what that what's going to happen with that and this is kind of i mean everybody's already thinking house of m you know we're going to get house of m wanda but i think they're going to use this to do the exact opposite she's going to bring the mutants into the world that's that's what i'm of, thinking too yeah instead of her making them go away it's going to be house of m but she's bringing them into the world yeah she um, creates them same, same yeah. thought process yep. yeah so, that's interesting I'm, yeah i'm very excited i was so disappointed about house of m because that the artists that were on that series and oliver, oliver. oh yeah man that, awesome. dude house of m would have been so great if the if the scripts were better um because uh, oh, it was just beautiful artwork and and the, the the characters that they used and the whole thought process they just like with a lot of big events lately they they've they've kind of destroyed they get destroyed during the endings but I could totally see that and I hope that's where we're going I because we all want to see mutants in the in the MCU I'm excited we're to I'm excited to hear where uh, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2 and Spider-Man 3 are in the pipeline and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 are in the pipeline <laughs> Isn't that heartbreaking? Last episode to get that, but yes, the pipeline is very important, and I think D twenty three will be a great time to kind of get that stuff out. And I'm pretty sure that's what Disney's going to end up doing. I'm just releasing information on that, but yeah, that's that's a really cool theory for both of you, Brian and Matt. I don't know what I hadn't thought about that. I was thinking more was it House of and what was it the one that Scarlet Witch kind of went like loco House of them, yeah. Okay, no more mutants at the end of it. And that uh, even the House of M's the series that came out after she said no more mutants the Hulk series, man that series was a so badass and the way the Hulk looked in the the House of M series was my favorite Hulk uh, out of any of the Hulks, um, and then even the Spider Man one wasn't too bad, uh, but there was some there was some a couple uh, spinoff titles that were really good on that House of M stuff so. I, I'm such a big fan of Magneto. I think Magneto is one of the, the best characters. He's up there with Doctor Doom when it comes to characters and the you know and, and Namor, like those characters that can be good and bad. Um, and I really want to see more cool Magneto stuff. I really like that way they did Magneto in the last three X Men movies. So I'm hoping that we get some some more good Magneto and. I, I would love to see them come in and bring Magneto in as his her father, or if, I want to see that route be taken. The inclusion, yeah. I mean, and they, there's a basis for that that they can kind of go off of by not really going into her background too much and talking about the bomb and everything. You know, it, it opens up elements that can be further explored, um, a la, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home, where, I mean, Mysterio, I guess his background was already in other movies. You know, just kind of retcon a little bit. So... Uh, is that yours too, Matt? Uh, Doctor Strange? No, it really it's not, and it's not it's not really the Eternals either. Like I'm, I'm iffy on the Doctor Strange. I'm I'm interested to see what the. I'm more intrigued, honestly, by the D, by the Disney Plus stuff. I'm more intrigued by like um, Michael said in the the chat, the what if. Um, I'm intrigued by the Hawkeye stuff a lot because it's going to be interesting to see them bring Kate Bishop in. And how they handled that. I'm excited to see WandaVision. Because WandaVision is supposed to do a lot to set up um, the events moving forward. And has a lot to do going into Doctor Strange. And it's going to be see that. It's, it's kind of interesting that they've already been talking about that. They're going to retcon 
Wanda a little bit, and that's that's what started me thinking that they were gonna do the the reverse of House of M, where she's gonna lose it and she's gonna create the mutants and and things like that. Um, just a lot of the Disney, like I said, a lot of the Disney Plus, they're definitely doubling down and going for broke on the Disney Plus stuff and yeah. on the TV shows and like the Loki show and. It'll be interesting to see see how all that that plays out down the road, and I'm really intrigued by by Blade. And there's a lot of theories going around right now that did Thanos' snap cause the the vampires and the the living dead to to rise up? And it'll be interesting to see how that all like plays out moving forward. I I think that some of the Disney stuff is perfect um the disney uh aspect of it is perfect to bring in some of the characters that are involved in the way we're thinking and that you know obviously we're going to see uh vision back with wanda and then for a lot of people that don't remember there was that vision and scarlet witch series that they did um, i think they did two series of that and i can't remember if it was the one or two but uh one of those issues has the first appearance of their baby and if they go that route, um, I think that's a good spec book for people to be on the lookout for. Uh, a lot of people know about that book. but um, And then another thing is the Disney route is the Franklin Richards route and Power Pack. Um, I mean, that's been on the spec back burner for a while. But uh, if Disney is going to get strong in this with some of the stuff, that those characters are going to be huge. You know, Franklin and, and uh, Richards and uh, what's uh, Dr. Doom, Valeria. Those two characters are going to be huge. Um, Wanda's envisions baby, uh, Loki, like Matt said. So, I think that would be cool to see. I just think it's funny how Marvel blue balled everyone because I know you guys were talking last Friday before they made the announcement about like the Fantastic Four coming and Silver Surfer, and I was Nova, so and, like all this stuff. And I like how they like Kevin Feige pretty much just blue balled everyone. It's like, yeah, the they're coming and and the mutants are coming too, but that's all you're going to get. We're not really going to to touch on that anymore. Well, talking about Kevin Feige, there was some news that came out a couple of days back where um uh, I I there was rumored or I don't know if it was rumored or or if it came out that this is, you know, fact that Fox is wanting to hand over their properties to Kevin Feige because Kevin Feige is everything he touches is gold. I thought that, that was that, already the plan. I thought that was the plan when when Disney took everything over. Yeah, but I don't know if they actually said it was like in stone. Did they say it was in stone, or it was just rumor at that point? I thought, that I thought was, it was rumor. Oh, I thought that was the set plan was that he was yeah, Kevin Feige was, was going to be in charge of the X Men. Yeah, I thought it was just rumor about you know the 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 Sony even even I mean not the Sony the uh, the uh, Venom stuff, um, obviously the Spider Man stuff like that stuff. They're like here, just you run with it, which is awesome to me. Well, um, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. disappointed he's not in the chat tonight, but uh, Kyle had a bet with listener Cobra Comics that Spider-Man Far From Home wouldn't hit a billion dollars, and it hit a billion dollars. And they're already talking and, and making plans for the next nine Spider-Man movies. What? Yeah. Jeez. So, yeah, that's crazy. Well, I think, I think yes. you're right about where they're going with Miles. They're definitely going to be bringing Miles in if they got nine movies on the horizon. So, yeah. Um, the other movie I'm super looking forward to is uh, Thor for Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. Because be awesome. I'm super stoked to see Natalie Portman um, as Jane Foster become Thor in that whole 
thing play out. It'll be interesting. And are I you like, serious? The hammer is bigger than her. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> that pissed me off more than anything in the whole thing that happened at San Diego was her coming out and pulling that shit. Like, I don't want to see, I do not want to see Jane Foster Thor. I think that's one of the worst storylines in comics over the last 10 years. Really? Oh, yeah. I cancer? I think they just made her Valkyrie, too, didn't they? She's the new Valkyrie, isn't she? No. Valkyrie's her own, and she's a lesbian. No, I think they just made, like, in the comics, I think Jane Foster's the new Valkyrie. I think really? they just made her Valkyrie, if I, if I remember correctly. Jane Foster? I thought she was a new Thor. What do, you, what do you mean? Oh, in the comics. In the comics, I think they just made her Valkyrie. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking about, man? It's all over, <laughs> it's all over the reviews. <laughs> okay, I'm mixed up. My bad. Um, I thought I was reading, and I was reading an article earlier today that on CBR that she's the new Valkyrie. Michael Stout in the chat says, I'm more excited about the what if now that I heard it will be an animated series with the actual MCU actors doing voiceovers. That, you know what, now that you say that, Michael, that is right up there for me with Doctor Strange. Um, obviously, I'm a huge Watcher fan, and I think what if is perfect for animation. They can do so many cool things. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, too. Hopefully, I have a, a good animator. I want. I think they should do different animating anime styles for each every episode. every episode. I want every episode to be a different story. Yeah. Yep. So that's very cool. Um, but yeah, I know there's a lot of talk about you know Jane the Jane Foster Thor. It isn't gonna. It's just gonna be uh, Natalie Portman. You know, while she's sick, and then she's gonna transform into some other. You know, because how could she be Jane Foster Thor with how small she is? And yep. Valkyrie, Jane Foster, 2019, number one. She is the new Valkyrie. Wow. So, spoiler alert, she definitely didn't die of cancer. If you don't know, now yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, what else? I mean, was there anything there, Matt, that uh, not, people haven't really talked about that you were really excited about? You know, one or two things? I mean... Not, I mean, not really. I mean, a lot of people are kind of brushing over the DC's announcements. But Marvel, dude, I can tell you, is and compared to years past, Marvel ruled San Diego Comic Con this year. Their their Hall H panel blew everyone away. Their presence at the convention itself, they had, I think, the biggest booth in the place. Um, DC didn't even have a booth. They were joined in with Warner Brothers, the Warner Brothers booth, so they kind of had a, a combined booth. So. The, the DC, Marvel had the biggest presence, but, you know, a lot of these shows are, you know, there's a lot of this DC stuff that's getting looked over. And I think the, the biggest one is they setting up Crisis on Infinite of the Earths through the DC shows. Yeah. And you had yeah. uh, Brandon Routh revealing that he's going to play Kingdom Come Superman in in the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. So there's there's big stuff coming out of that you got the setup for the next season of flash and they're moving they're moving towards a, a more interesting villain and Thank the, new, God. the new season of flash um apparently godspeed's still going to be part of it but they're going with Bloodwork, who's a newer villain um in in the new season he's actually being played by a uh an alum of the tv show from heroes so it's i mean you're going to see the you kind of got the the emotional goodbye to Stephen Amell, whose Arrow season's coming to an end after I think like eight episodes, and mm -hmm. 
Well, Arrow career really for the whole yeah. thing. You're getting you're getting Batgirl or you know Batwoman. Batwoman. You got the stuff for Batwoman coming out, and I think that's gonna be really good. There's it, I, like a lot of people were talking. I think Marvel was so the presence of Marvel was so huge that a lot of people are sleeping on on some of the other stuff that was announced over the weekend. And they're not really touching on it. I think I think that the the Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff could be huge for for DC. All right, so. That was uh, San Diego. I mean, well, you know, even that, expect, even to the point where they're saying that they're gonna. Re- they it just came out that they're gonna reference the DC um, movie universe in the the Crisis on Infinite Earth series. So, good. When, so when they're awesome. doing that crossover, they're gonna reference the DC cinematic universe. So good. Um, maybe that'll be their way to combine continuities and just cherry pick the best continuities from each. Because that's what they did in the comics when they did Crisis, uh, Infinite Crisis, you know. So they, they cherry-picked from each and put them in one thing. And, I mean, that didn't last, but it was nice to see it. Uh, it was nice to see. Uh, my, one of my favorite all-time villains in DC is Superboy Prime. I think Superboy Prime is one of the coolest characters. Uh, and only after what or how they worked him um, in Infinite Crisis, um, they just did such a good job with him. And I want to see him back uh, in some aspect of the DC universe. So, yeah, I think that's – I agree, Matt. That's that's definitely cool. One thing I um, wanted him to touch on more in San Diego that would come out of is I wanted to know more about what's going on with the DC streaming platform. Um, I know that there's a lot of talk of them joining the the Warner Brothers, and now Warner Brothers is changing to, what is it, HBO Max or something like that. So uh-huh. I know that a lot of these – like Doom Patrol Season 2 is going to be on HBO Max and – a lot of these, uh, that'll be a third streaming service for HBO, but it, I'm just, I'm still kind of up in the air and confused a little bit about what the hell's going on with DC and their streaming well, platforms. Apparently, they said that DCU, um, the DC Universe is going to be okay for now because um, HBO Max are going to share Titans, probably. They're definitely sharing Doom Patrol. They're going to be sharing certain shows, obviously the more popular ones from DC Universe, but that um, DC Universe, at least for now, is safe. So, I mean, com- combining them would be a mess because if you combine these DC Universe with HBO Max, a big part of DC Universe is the comics as well. And just added all those comics to DC Universe. So the, then are you going to have comics available for HBO Max? Not likely. So they're kind of in a conundrum there. Um, whereas, Or they could do like a feature where they say, okay, if you want just DC content, go here. But if they were to do that, they already have it right now in DC Universe. So uh, from what I've, what I've, a report I was reading a little bit ago, they're basically going to cherry pick from DC Universe some of the more popular titles, um, but DC Universe on its own is safe, at least for the near future. So they're going to coexist. This year, Talking about- oh, sorry. I was going to say this year, the other thing with the San Diego this year, before we move on, Brian, I'm not trying to cut you off here. No, 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 of course the, not, man. The other th- cool thing about this year is this year, the the floor and the atmosphere was very much lit up in a buzz with who's going to show up. Because like out of nowhere, Tom Cruise shows up and drops the Top Gun True Maverick trailer. And nobody was expecting Tom Cruise to show up at the convention, so like it was just kind of like a just a who's who's showing up to drop what, and what are you gonna see type thing, you know? And I know I understand like Guardians wasn't on display there because James Gunn came out later and said, "Well, I'm not gonna even touch that until I'm finished with Suicide Squad." And you you would figured you're gonna get to see a little bit more of that kind of stuff. And I'm expecting next year's San Diego to be. DC heavy Marvel Marvel and DC will definitely go head to head next year because 
DC will have Birds of Prey stuff. They'll have Suicide Squad stuff. They'll have Batman stuff. They'll, you know, Marvel's going to have all their stuff. So it'll be interesting to see next year for sure. I think will be a fantastic year to go to the convention. Um, we were talking about streaming services, and one of the things that uh, I'm most excited for, and I know uh, Matt and uh, I think maybe Corbin might have started watching it too, is that The Boys on uh, Amazon Prime uh, from Garth Ennis, uh, the comic from Garth Ennis, um, and uh, Seth Rogen and his uh, partner are doing it um, on Amazon Prime. And me and Matt kind of talked about this. We've talked about how good The Boys is and how... Uh, it's really, it's really gnarly, uh, dark humor, um, which is right up my alley. I've always loved Garth Ennis, uh, you know, the preacher stuff and 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 uh, his his uh, Hell Hellblazer stuff. Uh, and I mean, he just does all kinds of good stuff. But how, what do you guys think of the boys so far? That you guys that have seen it, I love oh, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely crazy about it. How, what do you think about the casting? Did they do, do a good job casting? I think so far the cast has been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny that, uh, uh, is it not Howie, uh, Dewey? What's the guy's name that, that, you know, gets his girlfriend? Huh? Dewey. Yeah. I I think it's so funny because, um, when that comic first came out, that character, just like, uh, uh, Wanted, when Wanted came out, the main character. Did you say his name was Dewey? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's Dewey. What is it? Something like that. Howie? Huey. 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 Yeah. Huey. Yeah. So in the Wanted comic book a few years before, they blatantly used Eminem's likeness as the main character. And in The Boys, they blatantly used Simon Pegg's likeness for Huey. Um, so I, I remember thinking, oh, how great would it be to si- have Simon Pegg play that character? But they, I think they got a good person to play that character from the so, little bit I've seen so, so far. So spoiler alert, Simon Pegg's in the, in the show. Yeah, he, so he's his dad. dad. Yeah, he's the dad. Yeah. Which, which you know, that's kind of what I wanted to get into is that how cool it was to see that you know, yeah, he isn't playing the character, but they 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 joked about it. So, uh, um, I think I I can tell you I think that they did this. The special effects in this show are absolutely incredible. Like when when stuff gets crazy and like you see body parts like exploding and like they, they don't hold back, man. It's, it's very graphic. One of uh, the things that seeing the trailer of boys did was uh, make me go back and look through some of my Garth Ennis books. And one of my favorite Garth Ennis books that they did uh, was a book um, called Wormwood that he did out of Avatar. And uh, I couldn't find my books. I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go. I I bought the tray. I bought the uh, hard copy. And this is uh, we could, kind of segue a little bit into pickups if you guys want if you guys had any pickups or anything maybe uh, uh if you guys picked up anything at the comic book store this week but i did i because of boys i went and uh, bought this hardcover of this book and if you guys ever get a chance this is one of the best uh books out there in the last couple of years um that was done independent and that garth ennis did i think and hey, corbin didn't you have that book he's on mute you're on, yeah, mute, you're on corbin. mute corbin you're on mute corbin So I okay. muted when I took a drink, and then I've been talking for like the last four minutes, and then someone went over me. Okay, anyways, <laughs> I don't have that one. No, Wormwood? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm really big into uh, religious humor and, you know, dark humor, and 
Um, you know, you guys know my love for Battle Pope, but uh, that's kind of Garth Ennis did his take on, you know, like um, the war between Satan and Jesus and heaven and hell on the Armageddon. And I'll just read this real quick. Um, but I, I want to say that if you guys ever get a chance, it's um, I, I don't know how to say his first name. It's either Jason or Jockin Burroughs. Um, he's a great artist. And you guys can see this is the art. It's just absolutely gorgeous art. Um, they did, wow. a, did a really good job. And, of course, it's Garth Ennis stories. And, and I'll just read this. Uh, this is funny. For those of you guys that know about the boys, I mean, you the boys just hits you right in the gut, right, you know, right in the first issue and issue after issues like this. But this is, you know, same type of stuff. It's just really dark, you know, uh, adult humor. Um, but this one is uh, Armageddon and the Antichrist from the creator of The Preacher. Garth Ennis unleashed on his most, most audacious comic book epic yet. Wormwood is the Antichrist. His dad is Satan and his demonic powers help him fit right into New York. His best friend is Jesus, a mentally challenged man who isn't performing many miracles these days. The pesky Armageddon is coming right up and it doesn't look like Pope Jacko is going to help any in stopping it. Ennis drags the whole world into the gutter with his trademark razor shop dialogue, wit, and stunning art of Jocelyn Burroughs in a full cover. If you guys get a chance, and this is up your alley, you will not go wrong um, picking up the Wormwood books. So uh, that was a pickup that kind of was uh, part of the whole boys stuff this week. So that's, check it out. That's one thing I really like about the boys is, and the, it's how they've kind of modernized it to where, like, yeah, the superheroes are assholes and stuff, conceited and all about their popularity, like the comic. But it's more like they're worried about money and getting paid from like movie rights and who's got the biggest movie out right now and like who's doing what movies and and stuff like that. It's it's really it's really interesting to see like see it all play out. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So, um, did you guys go to the store this week? Did you guys get any books this week, uh, Matt? Um. Well, real quick before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to uh, um, to Greg Schoen, creator Raygun. Finally got to meet oh, yeah. him at San Diego and hang out with him uh, Friday night at San Diego. He's a really cool dude. Uh, shout out to everyone at Arcana Comics that I got to meet and hang out with. You guys were all gracious and totally awesome. Um, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Kurt Spurring. I hope I'm saying your last name right. Creator of uh, Goblins. It's a kid's book. He's kind of talking to me about it. Um, he's based out of Canada. It's Arcana. Uh, this is issue one. Apparently issue one is sold out. He was gracious enough to give me a copy of issue one. Um, so we're going to try and definitely get him on the show to talk to him about the book. What do you think about it? It's interesting. I mean, it's a basic. It's basic. Like It, it definitely is a kid's book, but it kind of reminds me a lot of like you know, old school, maybe like Ren and Stimpy or yeah. type stuff I think, in, uh, in. I like in the whole comic idea form. of the goblins, you know, that was like a big thing in comics back. I mean, Jose, you might know about this back uh, in the seventies. They had the, those goblins books that um, I don't know if they were Disney or what, but uh, they that kind of reminded me of it, you know, where they were out there messing with planes and doing crazy stuff, almost kind of oh, like yeah. Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah, And, and I like it because I mean, it, it definitely is. It's very kid-friendly. It's an easy read. He's an animator by profession, so he does a lot of animation work. And his, his books are very much storyboard like they do in, an, like in animation. And that's, that's what he says. You know, Greg was talking to him, and he was like, how do you write your script? He's like, I don't really script. He's like, I storyboard. 
So everything's pretty much done for me already because he just draws it through storyboard and they just add the words to it. But it's really easy to read. So it, it's really, it, it's a, like if you're looking to get your kids into comics at a young age and start them out early, I would definitely check out stuff from him and, and Goblins. And that's, uh, that's a, good, a good book. And I just want to thank him again for being cool enough to sign me a copy and, hand, and give it to me to, to check out. Yeah, very cool. So, I'm looking forward to checking it out too. So, yeah. Other than that, um, the only other big book, the big, big book, of the summer came out this past week. Well, one of them, uh, House of X, number one. Hickman is starting his his X-Men takeover. Yeah, we've all been waiting to hear about or read. And what would you think? I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by it um, for a lot of reasons. I don't personally think that the X-Men in this book are the actual X-Men. Um, there's, there's, Whoa. what is it? It's House of X, and then what's the other one? It's House of X and um, Age, of X? Age of X. And they're two different teams, and the books coincide. And I think you're going to come to find out as it plays out that, um, these book that these X Men teams are, are separate, and this is not the actual X Men. Because at the beginning, kind of just to, to give it away if you haven't read it yet, spoiler alert, but. There's, um, they, they live on like a, a, an island, I guess it is now, but the only way, no, is it, it's a different island. Um, let me see. Is it the, um, the place where Kazar lives or what's that, what's that island? The, the dinosaur place, Savage Land. No, it's, it's a new island. Um, let me get to the, where they name it here. Um... I really hope you're right because that was one of the things that I was bummed Kra about. Krakoa, K-R-A-K-O-A. Yeah. Krakoa, yeah. Krakoa. So yeah. when the book starts, the first thing you see is like all the X-Men planting seeds to this tree at different locations. So they have different portals and you can only go through the portal if you're a mutant or you're with a mutant. That's the only way you can access it. And kind of like the first thing you see in the book is this tree is like spitting out I'll kind of hold it up here spitting out these pod people and you got what you're assuming is Charles Xavier there and you kind of got a guy that looks like Cyclops his eyes are glowing a little bit where my finger is up there and he says to me my X-Men but this Charles Xavier doesn't act like Charles Xavier so I'm really? thinking it's someone else I bet you it's Probably, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Who, Brian? His sister. What's her name? That uh, Grant Moore, or yeah, it was a Grant Morrison introduced um, with in um, New X Men when he did New X Men. No, the what's X the? I th I'm thinking it's um, Phantom. It's the dude with like multiple Phantom brains. X? Yes. Well, that, that is Phantom X. I mean, that's so. how they. That's how they they brought Professor back. They put Professor's uh, mind in Phantom X's body. Right. So that's. I think. But here's the thing. Charles Xavier throughout the entire of the X-Men has always been very much on the lines of equality. We want to have the mutants be equal. Mutants and humans live equally. So this whole book is uh, Xavier sends a or Charles Xavier sends a message out to all the governments saying, I have a proposition for you. We will give you the, the, the seeds from this tree. 
cure diseases, cure cancer that can cure every diseases. We will give you the seeds to this tree. In return, you grant us amnesty and you let us live in peace on this island alone, separate from everyone else. So they, they're their own government, they're their own country, they're, they're all by themselves. So you see like the government's assembling to come to him and whether or not he's going to accept his, their offer or not. And instead of him showing up, Magneto shows up. And Magneto's kind of doing the wheeling and dealing for him. And the, the, the head honchos of the government are like, we were expecting Xavier. And Magneto was pretty much like, you're an idiot. He's not going to come here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to handle this. So Jean Grey, who is now Marvel Girl again, goes through a port goes through a portal with some of the some new young X-Men, and you see Wolverine there, and he's all like giddy and playing with kids and and he's a nice, calm version of himself. And Xavier and Xavier's there and, and so everyone thinks it's Charles Xavier, but I think that's the way things play out. Like later on, you see Mystique. Later on, you see Mystique, Toad, and Sabretooth are trying to, to steal information. And they get caught by the Fantastic Four. And Scott Summers shows up and he was like, hey, I'm going to need them back. Uh, because, you know, they're, you're supposed to be giving us amnesty. So I need them to be turned over to me immediately. And the Fantastic Four is like, we're not doing that. And Cyclops is like, okay, whatever. I'll get him back from you one way or another. And just like, then starts general chat with him. Like, oh, hey, Ben, I heard you got married. And just like general conversation, you know? And it's not, it's, it's really weird the way things are flowing. Did you read um, Grant Morrison's run on uh, New X-Men, him and Frank Quitely? No. Remember that run where uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead was yes, introduced? Yes, yes, yes. So the, there was a character called Cassandra Nova, and she ended up being, you know, like this evil version of Professor X. And she was like, her, like it, it's very character that's very, if you guys have seen her, you know who she is. Um, and when they got introduced, it was almost like a new Hellfire Club thing. It was Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Um, who was the Sebastian, what was the leader of the Hellfire Club? Sebastian uh, Stan. What is it? Wasn't Sebastian. it? Was Sebastian what? Shaw. 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 Okay. Sebastian Stan is a fucking actor. My, I'm an idiot. I was sitting there going, wait a second, what? It's, um, yeah, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, Cassandra Nova, Sebastian Shaw, and they're like, they're like introduced almost like this new Hellfire Club, and I could see them kind of going that route, uh, uh, you know, using them again just because they were such, you know, good characters, and they, I don't think they really used them to good potential. So it'd be interesting to see if like that's who they that that X Men team that you're thinking is that's who they really are. Is like but that, that I'm interested fire. to see because they named all of the 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 other thing that came out of San Diego is they leaked like everything coming forward like that's going to span out of the six issue books like with Excalibur and the New Mutants and all those teams up which. Which I gotta, you know, I kind of feel bad because Cena Grace, friend of the show, Cena Grace, he kind of got the the screw job, no pun intended, because he referenced the lineup for they're going with Excalibur in in an X Men book when he was doing Iceman, so and they went and and they pretty much gave him the shaft and kicked him off the book and handled that same team he put together over to somebody else. Wow, so that sucks. 
for him on his end. But yeah, it's it's very much just weird the way Charles Xavier, as far as you've known him, has always been, like I said, very much trying mutant and humans coexisting. And now it's the other way around where he's like, he wants to be left alone. He doesn't, he wants him to be separated. And Magneto pretty much says at the end of it, he he's like, I want you to, Charles Xavier wants you to revere us like gods. So now he, they're making it to where the mutants are the more superior and he wants to be, they, they all want to be looked at as gods and treated like they're new gods. Yeah. And um, yeah. the book is like, sound like the X-Men. The one thing I, I think you guys need to pick this book up for is because there's a lot of good information in like the, the side panels. It's, it's, or not side panels, but the blank pages, like it's a pretty hefty book. It's a $6 book, but like you get, you find out a lot about like, um, different team ups and, and things in here. And they finally give you the definitive, like who, who in the X-Men now are uh, Omega level mutants. So now is this they will be moving forward. Is this just Hickman's? Um, this like, well, official? Marvel is revamping everything X Men based around Hickman. So pretty much whatever Hickman's writing right now, consider it the Bible. Now, see, that's what I was wondering when you said about how um, Xavier might be different than what we remember him. Because if this is the case, maybe it isn't. And it's just a little, you know, devil's advocate here. Maybe this isn't. Maybe they are the real mutants, and this is just how they will be from now on, from Hickman's point of view. Because I did see some of, I mean, like a few of his interviews, and like it doesn't seem like he's going to be beholden to tradition, if that makes sense, on how we remember them for the yeah. past forty years from like giant size X Men. So maybe this is him, for better or for worse, putting his own definitive look on these guys, and this is who we have. I think he wants to tie up any of the loose ends, and X Men continuity is such a shit show; it's so full of loose ends. That uh, I think he wants to, you know, do a little spring cleaning on some of those characters. So hopefully we'll see some of those, you know, characters that aren't that great, uh, aren't that usable anymore type of stuff. You know, use them in some type of cool way and, and end them, you know. And we can get X-Men continuity back to where it, when X-Men was just like the greatest comic book ever. So what really that's what I'm what really made me stand this stand out though is to say the first page these they're being birthed from like seeds of this like satch or sap pouches on this tree so like they're coming out of this tree so it's like it, it it's weird how that's happening that makes me feel like maybe they're not the x-men we think they are yeah there's some type or, of clone right exactly and that's why you have all these split up different x-men teams and that's why you get um you, you get House of X and uh, Powers of X running together because even like his free issue that he put out last week, you when you're reading through that, you got a couple pages from House of X and a couple pages from the other book from Powers of X, and they're very different. Um, I yep. see what you're saying. The other thing you kind of see is like there there's a a new kind of like Shield team. It's a team made up of. Aim, shield, strike, sword, alpha flight, hammer, armor, and hydra. And they're up in space, and they're kind of going to, like, um, they're looking for this star. They're calling it the Forge. And here I am thinking that's, like, the same star that they're using in Avengers Infinity or Infinity War to, to make Thor's new hammer. But it's not. It's a giant sentinel head that they made, like, a space station out of. So I think that's where the new Sentinels are going to come from that you saw 
like in his character sketches. So uh, from the handout, yeah, that'd be very dope. It'll be interesting to see where it goes forward, but um, yeah, it in, in in like I said, you get the new the new um, everyone who's an Omega level mutant. Like, um, they say are the Omega level mutants. You have uh, Monarch, Iceman, Elixir, Marvel Ice- Girl, Iceman. Le- yep. What the fuck? Legion, Magneto, um, Mr. M. Monarch is. Who's Monarch? Storm, Exodus. Storm. Yeah, Storm's always been considered a level oh. Omega level. Storm mutant. is, yeah. And same with um, Legion, obviously. Exodus, yeah. Kid Omega, Powerhouse, uh, Vulcan, Vulcan, and Hope. Hope's really badass. She's one of my favorite characters. I just who's Monarch? I don't remember Monarch right now. Um, he's a it says one. Yeah, he's a re, he's a reality manipulator. His real name is uh, Jamie Bardock. Oh, okay. So it's um. It's uh, maybe I'm thinking somebody else. That's the name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's no, that's DC. Yeah, that's that is yeah, that's crazy. Marvel's X Men relaunch list all Omega level mutants. I just can't believe that Iceman. I don't remember Iceman being Omega level. Oh, his name is Master Monarch. Oh, okay. oh wait, he's just listed as Monarch in here. No information on Marvel.com. There we go. Master Monarch. Oh, he's that... Looks like he's like a robot or something. Yeah. He's got very few appearances. Huh. That must be... Uh, wow, that's interesting. And maybe that's a good spec book. If he's pulling somebody out like that. Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Volume 2, Number 16. Yeah. Very interesting. And that's a, that's a tough book to find because it's the Venom cover. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, very cool. We've all been looking forward to that. So, but this is it's just definitely a book that you it requires a, a like two to three read to get to like still kind of be like what the fuck is going on. So, I'm 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 intrigued to see what's going on moving forward though. Do you feel confident in Hickman in this direction based off of what you read with this first book? I think it's hard to say off the of first first issue. I left it the first issue intrigued and excited for the next issue. So I think that's a good sign. Um, Usually it takes about three to four issues before you really get a good feeling on what, where they're going with it. But based on Hickman's previous work. Yeah. I, uh, I'll put some trust behind him. Him and Jason Aaron are are pretty damn good writers. um, And I'll, anything they do, I'll, I'll, it's worth a try. Okay. But did you get any? Did you pick up anything else, or was that was that it? That's that's all I got this week. Nothing yeah. else really jumped out at me this week. Next week is the the next issue, the second issue of uh, Last Night on Earth. So I'm looking forward to that, and I believe it's the uh, Powers of X comes out next week as well. So, Corbin, did you uh, pick up anything, or did you uh, maybe you mentioned you had a chance? You hadn't had a chance to go this week yet. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to go for, like, the current books. Um, I went last week, and it was really just to get things to kind of uh, rebuild my collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um... Let's talk I, about I, that real quick. You guys, uh, t- 
took part in the Greg's Comics um, anniversary sale, if I'm mis- not mistaken, right? Yep. Yes. That's so, what we did. Uh, I, I'm really bummed I missed out on that. Sounds like you guys had a really good time. So I know. I wish you would come down, man. It was good. It was good. I got a lot of good books, a good price. Um, you know, Greg's awesome. That's yeah. that's my local one. So I usually go there. He always has good deals. I mean, he gives me a little bit of a little bit of you know a little bit of trouble. Not messing, but he's well, really cool. One thing about Greg's that uh, I'll say is, if you guys want to go and and feel what an old school old school comic book shop used to be like. Or you know, gives you that old school feel. It's Greg's Comics, man. Um, the guy mm-hmm. is like the perfect example of a of old school comic book dealer. Um, cool dude. Uh, the shop is very old school, and uh, it's it's fun. And especially when he has those big sales and he's doing the fifty cent quarter books, and he'll bust out old collections. And yeah, I wish I would have uh, uh, you know made it along with Matt and Kyle. So yeah, next time, next time we'll all get together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we weren't in there so long because I, I was I was tired and dragging ass. So yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, Matt was a total non-player. He was tired guys, out there. Did for you sure. guys pick up any uh, keys, or did you guys just just kind of uh, buy reader books? I just bought a bunch of filler to fill in my Walking Dead stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I was all into the readers. I'm I'm gonna be doing that for a bit before I even look at keys. So I I got like you know some trade paperbacks that were kind of cool. Um. Some uh, what did I get? Oh my goodness! Um, some asking the Iron Man, huh? Did any of your keys get messed up? So I had only really had two. Yeah, every every like literally every book was destroyed. I took two weeks to like, like you know, and they were all wet and melted together because you know how that gets, especially the older ones. I had taken two weeks from the time they were ruined until the Greg's um sale to even think about buying a new book because I was so distraught. Like that was years of. Of, I called it financial responsibility, and yeah, exactly, all that down the drain. Yeah. Uh, because I decided to make a super decision years before about bagging and boarding, and I knew that it was something I should have done. So after that, everything was gone. I've I've kind of even got rid of my whole collection, which was stupid and probably just out of anger. But I'm like, I don't have it anymore, so it's gone. So well, <laughs> kind of came in. The most important thing when a situation like that happens is that you learn from it, and uh, it doesn't happen. You know, it won't happen again. If it happens again, man. You know, like they say, shame, you know, he's fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, man. So Exactly, exactly. But I I mean, I did grab Batman the Cult um, in that prestige format. So that was cool. Um, I also got the set of Batman Venom. Those were one of two of my favorite Batman storylines. So that was cool to pick those up. Um, bought some comics actually from one of my friends on the um, on the Comic Playground podcast who has a a nice collection as well. Um, Zach, so I got like Spectacular Spider-Man number 200, um, a lot of classic Spider-Man, just some things to kind of fill out, not fill out, but really start my collection yeah. again. And yeah. I'll be going there over time now to grab some, you know, stuff to kind of round it out and really fill it up because it's going to be a marathon, not a sprint to get all those books back. So, yep. Well, you'll do it. You'll do it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But that was, that was fun to just get back out there and buy books again. It's, it's something about it that's like, I mean, for a comic fan in general, really fun. Have you picked up anything recently, uh, Jose? Uh, not recently. Um, I'm excited about certain statues coming out, so I'm waiting for those to come out. Okay. Well, uh, real quick, I just want to um, remind people again about the Absolute Geek Box giveaway. Uh, I'm going to show some of the things that uh, you might uh, – we, we like to show a couple things that you might be uh, getting in one of these boxes. 
um, things like uh, you know, here's a Star uh, Superman, Batman wallet. Did you almost call uh, it Star Wars? Star Wars. Yeah, I'm about to. <laughs> well, you'll see. The reason why is I have some Star Wars stuff sitting from me. Um, this was uh, pretty interesting. I know Kyle's gonna be really jealous. Uh, old school Thirty Seconds to Mars uh, bumper sticker because we all know how important Jared Leto is to this podcast. Not um, to Kyle. Old school Michael Jackson tops sports trading cards. You know you're gonna love those. Um, and everybody's favorite garbage pill kids cards. So you might end up getting a garbage pill kids cards. And real quick, just to entice you more, we're gonna open up this wonderful four series garbage pill kids cards pack live on air from 1986 chew the gum chew the gum including the gum which i will not chew because i've done that made that mistake before and it's <laughs> the back of the card so it doesn't matter uh let's go ahead and show you guys how amazing these old school garbage pill kids are there's only five cards this is van truliquist van truliquist we've got bloated blair We've wow. got Tiffany Lamp, and we've got Nikki Hickey, <laughs> and uh, one of the most famous cards from the fourth series set, the puzzle card, Bony Tony. So there you go. You might uh, get some garbage pill kids in your absolute geek box, so make sure you guys go and subscribe and share um, our YouTube page or uh, share one of our posts on Facebook or inter or Instagram or Twitter, and you can be entered into this. Just hashtag it with AGP box, and uh, we'll keep an eye out for that stuff. So in order to win, you also have to be a subscriber to our YouTube page. So please do that. So back with the show. Uh, real quick, before we move on, Brian, I'm interested to see what you have to say about this. What did you think of the news that broke that J.J. Abrams is reportedly directing a new Green Lantern and Superman movies? I just saw that today, and I don't know what to think. Um, I don't know what to think. I keep on getting let down on this, these little nuggets about Green Lantern. And, um, you know, they, they talk about something coming. You know, we, we had the rumors of, you know, the Chris Pine uh, Green Lantern and then the, um, the John Stewart Green Lantern. They had, some, they had a couple people that were rumored to play John Stewart and, they were going to do a Green Lantern core movie. And, you know, that I was so excited for that. And then I got let down. And, of course, you know, every time, anytime they mention Green Lantern, I get excited. So I don't know what to think about that yet. And I'm J.J. Abrams is, is that who it is? J.J. Abrams? Yep. J.J. Abrams, you know, he's J.J. He, Abrams. So it, it could be, it could be good. It sounded great. <laughs> so we'll see. What do you think? Um, I mean, I'm intrigued. It's interesting that, you know, Disney, I was kind of hoping to maybe see him get into directing a Marvel movie. Um, maybe I was kind of hoping his name would be thrown out there to do Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 once, uh, they shit-canned, um, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. James Gunn. Yeah. Um, or even, like, when they were talking like a Nova movie or, or something like along those lines. I was hoping JJ would be in talks for it, but um, I mean, if he's going to go, why not do a good Green Lantern Superman movie? I think if you're going to do Green Lantern though, I'd rather it be Jonathan Stewart than Hal Jordan. 
Well, personally. there's all rumors about a Tom Cruise Green Lantern. I do not want to see Tom Cruise as a Green Lantern. No. Fix that. I do not want that. And no. I'm very happy if we see Henry Cavill come back as Superman. So I'm stoked if that's what we're going to get out of the Superman part. Um, but other than that, I, I just... Michael B. Jordan would be a really good John Stewart. That would be cool. Um, I, but I, other than that, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think about that. It's just DC has become their their, their movies are, so, are such a shit show that. Yeah. Did any of you, you guys, never, did any of you guys see the new um, the deleted Avengers Endgame uh, footage that came out today? No. Yes, I wish they had kept that in there. I did too. I would that was such a better ending to go with than what they I would have loved that so much more. So let's hear it. So basically it's it's right after Tony dies and Pepper and uh Pepper Potts is over and crying. Well, dude, it's that movie that movie comes out on digital in like on Tuesday. Yeah. So I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's nothing. Still in cool. it's still yeah. In but um it's still in theaters, okay? <laughs> It's so it's right after he dies and Pepper's crying and like you just see like everybody start taking a knee, like Hawkeye takes a knee, Captain Marvel takes a knee, like everyone's taking a knee around him, and the the past Gamora kind of looks at him and like turns around and walks off. So it still kind of leaves that Gamora, Gamora's whereabouts up in the air, even though she's yeah they definitely should, but that yeah I agree with you guys. It was it was very like pulling on your heartstrings a lot more than than the way they did it. Like watching everyone take a knee around him and stuff was Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. I the funeral yeah. scene was a little cheesy and uh yeah, I think that would have been way better than that funeral scene. Yeah. So it's very cool. Yeah, it's it's a short little short short little nugget, but you know. Yeah. All right. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did have an interesting on my flight to San Diego. I thought they were gonna have to turn around, and it was gonna be in like one of our "what the fuck" stories. Though it was pretty funny because we That's took great. off. We took off, and it was like a. It was like a rough takeoff. Like it was. It, it was like hard, like it was hard for the the plane to get up in the air. I don't know if it was because of how hot it was, but like it was like a bumpy a bumpy takeoff, and finally when we got up. The captain turns off the the seatbelt sign, and this dude, probably about three to four rows in front of me, jumps up, and he's got khakis on, and he's running to the bathroom. And he's got a big old brown stain on the Ooh. on the ass of his khakis. He shit himself during takeoff, and like he ran to go like clean himself up. That must have been a really bumpy ride. Like his his wife went up into his carry on <laughs> and took him new sh- like new bottoms to change into. Like it was, it was rough, and I expected him to like, like turn around because he shit himself. But it was yeah, that's actually weird. sad. I feel bad for the dude. That was an interesting start. To... And he's like, uh oh, surprise! Ah, man, wow. that's worst. That does suck, but it's a good story. But yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody, you guys got anything, uh, anything else um, you guys can think of? Did it stink up the plate? Yeah, did it stink <laughs> up the plate? I, I thankfully didn't smell anything. Thankfully. Good. But. 
Very good. Very cool. Oh. All right. You had that's that's wow. <laughs> Talk about train tracks. We haven't had any updates uh, from Kyle about um, his uh, taking on Area Fifty One yet. So hopefully we get something. Uh, uh, he just he just said Corbin, 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 in the chat. So. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Honored. Honored. And, uh, is there anything you want to talk about this week before we we get out of here, Corbin? Anything you want to touch more on? Because I know <laughs> I know you don't normally get the chance to to freeform it and and talk in long conversations on stuff. So, and you don't. <laughs> I think, okay. But you got to make sure to raise your hand first, all right? All right, Matt. Listen. <laughs> 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 But, I will say, Corbin. That I'm very Corbin, excited. by the way, hold on before you start. Not to interrupt you, I do that because I'm an asshole. Kyle, Kyle says you're his man crush. Oh, Kyle! Oh my gosh! I'm telling you guys, you guys make a guy feel so welcome. Okay, but I'm I'm very excited for um, and I, we kind of already touched on it, so I'd really just be touching on it again. But Christ on Infinite Earths, um, I did read an article basically saying that they're going to start almost like they did with the book, where multiple Earths are destroyed. And I think that's really cool, especially with rumors of them bringing in other um, actors who have played, you know, DC characters in the past. I think um, Linda, what's it, Linda Carter, I think her name was? Yeah. yeah. Um, yep, she's been rumored. Burt Ward's already making a cameo. Obviously, you have Brandon Ralph in there. So you can bring in these other characters who played DC, um, these other actors who played DC characters in the past and off them just like that because they're playing alternate realities of the, the universe, which is kind of crazy in and of itself. Um, but also, does it put them into the Arrowverse, or does it have those, you know, a 1975 Wonder Woman, or, uh, I don't know, a, a Shazam guy? Like, those characters are in this universe. Um, there's also been talk that they might, even for just a little bit, bringing Black Lightning um, as part of that um, alternate or alternate Earth for yeah. just, like, an episode or so, which Thank would be cool and would make sense, and really the only time that would really work, because, again, another Earth. So, I'm really excited about all of that. Um, there's just so many storylines in this that they can go off of that is uh, exciting to me. And yes, it's just like a five night event, um, you know, or a five thing event going from all their shows from like late December to early January. But I am like more hyped for that than anything else for the rest of this year. So, uh, yes. Michael said yep. in the chat, please don't put Burt Ward back at the green speedo. I'm begging you. <laughs> if I can just see him crawl sideways up a building, with like horrible camera work, my night would be made. And then just wipe them out just like that. Me and my brother used to watch that show. When that show started being replayed on Nick at Night back uh, in the day when Nick at Night first came out for Nickelodeon, me and my brother would watch that show religiously. Um, I remember growing up before they started replaying the show on TV, that was one of the movies that we would rent probably every summer. We would have it for half the summer. It was the uh, original movie, the old bat. Uh, Burt Ward and, and um, Adam West movie. Uh, so I, I really love those. And especially now that I rewatch some of those episodes and you pick up some of the almost like Simpsons humor where, you know, they have the adult jokes mixed in. And there's one of my all time favorite, uh, I think it's Twitter. There's a Twitter uh, handle where they, in, in every episode of the old Batman show, they have all these crazy buttons like on walls with these crazy signs on them doing these weird things that you would never, you know, just are really funny. And this Twitter handle will go and find those scenes and show the names of these signs. And it's absolutely hilarious. So I, uh, 
I'm actually looking forward to seeing how they play that off too. I thought you were going to say you and your brother used to pretend to scale buildings uncomfortably close to each other. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I met Burt Ward back in 2000 or 2000 and uh, 94 when I went to the LA Comic Con that they would have like at the Shrine Auditorium, and it was awesome meeting him. And he had a his book came out or something, so that's why he's promoting it. So it was really cool. Yeah, childhood memory. Yep. So, uh, someone cool. in the chat was saying, um, "Want to know our thoughts on the Picard trailer?" I didn't watch it. I'm not a Star Trek guy. I'm not a Star Trek guy either, but I am a big fan of Patrick Stewart. So, you know, He's I a good actor. He is. He's an amazing actor. He seems like a really cool dude outside of acting, and uh, yeah, anything that he's in, I'll I'll take a look at. So I'll definitely go take a look at the the trailer and. But I'm, hey, I'm actually a bigger Star Wars guy, a Star Trek guy myself. Like, like I love um, Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager. Those are my shows. So it's really interesting. I have to get more of a feel for the storyline as far as Picard there. But I think I'm very excited to have the Return of Data and Seven of Nine um, from Star Trek Voyager and how those three are going to kind of come together and what this new character is. I'm really getting a, a Logan-esque vibe from watching Picard um, in this role and like you know this old wise and veteran who's in you know, a new and dangerous world and having to do one last mission. There's a lot there that I'm seeing parallels for. Um, only problem is I'm not really a fan of, uh, you know, the CBS All Access deal, but I guess I'm going to have to to see this. Um, but I'm still going to do some more research on the story itself. But that's kind of what I've gotten already. Um, it looks promising. And as a Star Trek fan and kind of seeing this now, if they do it almost like, oh, man, I'm forgetting the title of the finale of uh, Star Trek Next Generation. But anyway, if it's a variation off of that, which was really... Uh, kind of a futuristic look into um, Captain Picard's like last days or, or last like adventure or whatever, then that'll be enough for me. Yeah. If it's got the Logan vibe, I'm, I agree. Um, it, if it's got that vibe with that character that he kind of played in that, I'm all for it. Uh, he did such a good job in that movie. And yeah. So um, um, one of the things I'm kind of excited about to kind of playing off what Corbin was talking about with the, the DC is, how awesome was the Jay and Silent Bob re- reboot trailer? Oh, when he walked out and he put his dick between his legs and fucking stood there like that, it, it was so funny. I was crying. And it's was, even it's even more awesome that it's it, the response he's getting from him made him go back and rewrite Clerks Three. Like he's gonna rewrite Clerks Three and he's gonna try again to put out Clerks Three. So I'm super excited for that. But and just like the fact that Supergirl is playing Chronic, and yeah. he's got fucking Val Kilmer as Blunt Man. Yeah. And, and apparently there's a couple other Batman actors in the movie, too. So just the fact that it's Val fucking Kilmer as Blunt Man. Well, my favorite part was seeing uh, Ben Affleck and that they're burying the hatchet. So yes. uh, I was so excited for that. That should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll see some dogma universe stuff uh shortly and that's that's kind of like what i think is drawing him to to clerks three because i guess he had a falling out with uh the dude who plays randall and and he was like you know if i can patch things up with ben affleck there's there's hopes yet to to patch things up with jeff anderson and and get clerks three made so hopefully hopefully fingers crossed it does well and Go out and see it during the road show when it comes to an, a theater near you and and check it out. I'm I'm super stoked for it. 
Yeah. So for those in the Phoenix area, when is that coming up, Matt? Uh, it's in December. I know that. Um, I don't have the the specific. Well, December is, is a long ways away. So if you guys are fans of uh, Kevin Smith, anything, make sure you go to those road shows. They are. I would classic. say uh, December fifth, Thursday, hey, December fifth. Yeah. Huh? The of the of the movie with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. All right. Well. Anything else, Corbin? You're, I mean, you're the, the fill-in host. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, not really. Raise I mean, your hand, please. Raise your good. hand, please. <laughs> oh, my God, Matt. Well, I got, I got to say thanks, Corbin. We always love having you on the show, man, and you bring mm-hmm. it up at, uh, whenever you're on that, uh, you know, it makes it exciting. So thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate hey, it. It's mutual, man. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank yeah. you, guys. Always big, fun. Big shout-out um, for – comic book playground if you guys um or is it yeah. comic play is it, sorry i just missed oh, that yeah, yeah comic playground yep yeah. all platforms uh-huh so comic playground big shout out shout out um check out corbin's podcast it's really good and um, they're doing a good job over there and they've they've got uh they've got some cool stuff coming up so check out yeah. uh joe joe newcomer too and yeah, podcast uh, man, that was a good episode. Yeah. Did you guys like that? I did. Yeah. I did enjoy. It. I, I it was wanted, a really interesting, thought-provoking episode. Yeah, I really wanted to see what you guys thought about it, um, because especially you, Corbin, because um, you you're, you're friends with Joe, and I, I hope we did did him justice because uh, Joe's a very interesting, good good dude, and uh, man, I, you know, I'm pretty deep into his book right now, and that book is yeah. really good. He's, he's yeah. just. Yeah. yeah, no, it was really good. I love, I love that episode. And I like that kind of thought process and the discussion and dialogue that you had was just, I can't recommend that episode enough. Um, yeah. Even for someone who I was a newcomer, <laughs> no pun intended, reading and, Joe's book. And so this exploration that he had there, like yeah. I said, check, check that out. Definitely. That's something that's, it was a really good episode. And I always am, am wanting to know Matt's feedback on any of the podcast episodes. So it makes me happy to, to hear that you guys enjoyed that. So yeah, if you guys haven't mm-hmm. checked it out, Go check out Joe Newcomer on the podcast and go check out Joe's book, Diminishing Return, on uh, Amazon. So. Check out uh, check out Corbin's book, um, Tears by the Water Heater. I've been on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I got a book? You know, tears, <laughs> tears by the Water Heater. It comes with a free destroyed comic book, uh, 600 of them. <laughs> But um, I can't with y'all. I can't with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk oh, about, Corbin? I mean, I'm giving you the floor here. So I'm I'm so <laughs> out of ideas. I think I think this is a really good thorough episode, and a lot was covered, a lot of material. What about you, Jose? You've been pretty quiet over there. Uh, Anything that we got to wake you up from your nap for? No, not really. No, no not really. <laughs> the dungeon is uh, calling his name. No. Yeah. So I'm gonna do something real quick here. Um, so we've got the we've got the the box giveaway, right? And we've got the road to 200 slab giveaway. Listen, I may be biased here, but I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I feel like we are a premier geek podcast, and we don't get the you know we we should be out there more, and this show should get more traction and more attention. And I appreciate everyone that's here every week and in the chat every week and participates. So this is what I'm going to do. This contest is going to be an ongoing contest. I want to get one of our episodes 
up to 50 likes. If we can get one episode up to 50 likes, the following Friday, to whoever's in the chat, I'm going to give away this print. Right here. Frame and all. Whoa. Very cool. So Very cool. 50 like likes that. if we can get so it'll be every episode so we'll continue on so once we hit an episode that gets up to 50 likes share it get people to like it get up to 50 likes come back the next week if you're in the chat you get a chance to win this print frame and all so cool. hopefully uh, hopefully everyone who won our last print giveaway got all their prints I know they got sent out and everyone got their tracking numbers so uh, hopefully you guys got all that stuff and are excited about that but yeah we're just uh like i said i feel like we've got some of the greatest fans out there and you know the, the show deserves to be loved yeah, by all so. yes and and definitely thanks to you guys for for you know jumping in the chat we want we're, we're definitely trying to figure out some ways to get you guys more involved uh hopefully we got some exciting stuff uh you know coming up for you so definitely stay tuned I also have yep. I have a print that I don't want to give away that I, but I might be be I might be able to be coerced into giving away too if anyone's interested. These were all you could only get these if you went to the re-release of Avengers Endgame in IMAX uh, with the extended footage and the bottom of it says we love you 3000. Wow. So that is that's awesome. awesome. Yes, please. I've never <laughs> seen that. That is beautiful. I don't. I don't want to give it away, but I, I. I might be able to be talked into it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, guys, get out there, like and share these episodes. Let's get these likes up. Like it, yep. it, it's it's you know I see all these people in chat, but we only got four likes. Let's get these likes up, guys. Yep. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Chad said, "Winner should donate the print to Corbin for his water heater." <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> tears, tears by the water heater. Oh, I think I just got the episode title. Yeah, there we That's go. Good. Wow, I yeah. love it. Like, sort of. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make a Photoshop of like your head and you actually crying next to a water heater. Oh my god. <laughs> tears by the water heater. That was exactly what happened too. Like comic, like uh, just comics floating around. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, well, what I did is I stared at it for like two minutes because I got a call saying that oh dude your books and I was like wait what so I come home and, I'm, and it was left there they were so gracious to leave them exactly as they were and I'm looking at them for like I couldn't comprehend everything and so I'm like and then I'm like damn damn and, I, and then the eruption happened but it took yeah. like a moment of suspended disbelief to go everything and I then the flashback of every decision I had to move them and what I made to like yeah, it was a tragedy. So you know what? That might be a really good book or a chapter of a book or even a love song. Who knows? I, li <laughs> I like to picture Corbin doing the traditional, like, falling to his knees. Why, God? Why? <laughs> like, hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. Clutching, clutching oh, soggy books in each hand. Why, God? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Guys. Thank you for coming on, brother. Hey, thanks for having me as always, Brian. Thank you all, Matt. You know, Jose, it's it's a blast hanging with you. I love the show. You went on it. You guys are oh, awesome. Dude. Like you said, best fans out here. Best fans, best show. Always happy to have you on, man. You know, always happy to have you on. Definitely. You're welcome Appreciate back anytime. It. 
But guys, if you had a good time tonight, let's make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. If this is your first time finding us on YouTube, you know what to do. Hit that bell to get those notifications. So when we go live every Friday night, you know, even if it is a little bit late because someone can't get to the local donut shop in time to get set up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's not your fault, Corbin. It's not I your appreciate fault. it. Thank I'm just you. Kidding. I was doing this in the spirit of good Wi-Fi for us all. <laughs> but um, guys, yeah, again, if this is your first time finding us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button and that bell so you get the notification when we go live every Friday night. If you're watching us on YouTube or on uh, Facebook or Twitch or Mixer, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. If you listen to the audio version of this on iTunes, man, please leave us a review. Make sure to like and subscribe to us, download review. It helps us a lot in those podcast standings. So that way the show looks more enticing to big guests to come on for awesome interviews in the future. Um, don't forget about the giveaways, the, um, you know, 200 subscriber uh, slabbed book giveaway, the absolute geek box giveaway. And now, the print, the, the Spider-Man Venom symbiote print we're going to give away. So it should be a good time. And again, guys, if you want to help Corbin out and you have some books that you want to donate to his cause for the community, just make sure to send us a message um, either in the comment section or on the Facebook page. And we'll we'll relay that to, to Corbin to get him in touch with you guys. And We'll kind of be the middleman for you guys to get in touch with Corbin to, to help him out. Because all joking aside, it, it is it is shitty when that happens to your entire collection that you work so hard on. And but um, but yeah, yeah, so that'll be that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Jose. I'm Brian. And I'm Corbin. And we'll and thank you. We'll see you guys next time.